I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. A reading from Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term and that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out. And I said, What shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constants... Constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flowers fade. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flowers flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, Herald of good tidings, lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See the Lord God comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead the mother sheep. We do not live by bread alone so I took this picture the other day while I was out for a walk and I noticed these piles of delicate brown leaves heaped up in the streets for a moment I was tempted to jump in one of them but on closer examination I saw that there was garbage and sharp sticks hidden within the piles I could also smell the sickly sweet scent of rot. These leaves adorned their trees like crown jewels only a few weeks ago. Now they lay in dull booby-trapped heaps waiting to be collected by a dump truck. It seems that Judah did not fare any better than this pile of leaves. The prophets cried out against God's people because their love of God had faded. Their hearts were filled with love of luxury, love of wealth, and love of entertainment. Their hearts had hardened against God's law, which also meant that they had hardened against their neighbor's needs. The rotting stench of their sin so filled the land that God banished them. 
God would not bring them back until they had served their term, made amends, and received double from God's hand for all their sins. The people paid their debt to God and neighbor with hard service in Babylon for many years. When word finally got out that they might be going home, it seemed too good to be true. Even if God restored the people, the prophet apparently had doubts that they could faithfully live into the covenant. He put it like this. All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers. The flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. If the prophet learned one thing in exile, he learned that human faithfulness is as passing as the flowers of the field or the leaves on the trees. We owe a great debt to our fickle faithfulness. If our love and loyalty were not so flimsy, we wouldn't have country music. I, would, I wouldn't hear 20 different versions of Last Christmas every time I turned on the holiday radio station. Our movies, our TV shows, and our books would be downright boring. I wouldn't even have a sermon for this morning. The truth is, our affections are often tempered by other things. Perhaps it's the love of something or someone else. Maybe it's the fear of being vulnerable, of being disappointed or hurt again. It may be that our affection only lasts as long as our needs are being met or our interests are being served. Our love for one another is vulnerable to so many things. Our love for God, even more so. We cannot love God and be indifferent to God's word, just as we cannot love God and be indifferent to our neighbor's trouble. Such indifference led God's people into exile in the first place. Perhaps the prophet learned two things while he was in exile. He amended his original, original statement. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. As one commentator pointed out, this amendment marked a turning point for the prophet. He took ownership of the divine counsel's comforting message. Like a runner fresh from battle, he commanded Zion to ascend the mountain to proclaim good tidings. He commanded Jerusalem to proclaim God's presence and victory to the cities of Judah. God would come to the people in their misery and lead them home like a gentle shepherd leads sheep. The way of the Lord would be made easy, with every valley lifted up, every mountain and hill made low, uneven ground leveled and rough places smoothed into a plain. 
God would lead them home in a festal procession that rivaled the exodus from Egypt. By faith, the prophet grasped a profound truth that has eluded so many. While human faithfulness is as passing as the flowers of the field or even the leaves on a tree, God's word stands for evergreen. As I look at the greenery hanging up around the sanctuary this morning, I'm reminded that God's word will stand forever. Unlike the grass, unlike the flowers of the field, unlike the leaves on the trees, God's word does not succumb to climate. It endures all things, persisting under both harsh and favorable conditions. God's word cannot be tamed or controlled. It does whatever the mouth of the Lord has spoken. With prayerful hearts and with the help of the Holy Spirit, we might just discern God's word at work among us. With prayerful hearts, the Spirit leads us into cooperating with God's restorative work in our neighborhoods and in the world. While God's restorative work does not result in award-winning hits and Oscar-winning blockbusters, it does transform the landscape of our lives. It puts us in touch with the pain of our own wounds while it brings about healing. It puts us in touch with the pain of others, our loved ones, our neighbors, perhaps even our enemies. And it equips us to be present with them in their troubles. In effect, this is what the Babylonian exile was all about. The oppressors in Judah suffered the pain that they inflicted on their needy neighbors. Now they could return home and make things right. Israel's hope for restoration was not limited to the circumstances of the exile. It also took on cosmic proportions. The prophet looked forward to a day when God's word would renew the whole world, bringing life. Sin and rot would be banished forever. The grasses, the flowers, and the leaves would never fade. On that day, God's word would be revealed among us, revealed evergreen, giving us life, giving us breath and giving hope to all. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.sttimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.